Cheers, and we're ready to go. We hope you are as well. It's uh, Skulls here along with Lior Sanfiru doing all the heavy lifting. Uh, the topic, the main topic here in just a couple minutes is going to be weird things you need to know about termination and severance. We'll get to that uh, very shortly, but as always, Lior, what do you got going on for the case of the day, pal? Hey, John, great to be here. Of course, uh, Wednesday is always uh, a day for me that I answer a lot of questions because not only, of course, are we doing the show, I also do live streams uh, and, and, you know, answer a lot of questions that way. And of course, if you want to, and only if you want to, you can also reach me in the office so we can continue those discussions. We'll give you those uh, contact uh, way, uh, ways to contact me uh, later on as well. But now that we know that, let's talk about a situation that I, de- I dealt with today. I spoke with a gentleman that's been working for the same company for 23 years, a very long time, and he was just contacted by his employer, told that we're going to have to lay you off temporarily at, until the end of the year, hoping to call you back at the end of the year or early next year. Uh, but, you know, we know that this is a big deal for you, so we're willing mm-hmm. to also give you a second option. And that second option is we'll give you a severance package, we'll give you eight weeks pay, so uh, those are your choices. You can take that, that severance package or you can just stay on a temporary layoff and we'll call you back to work hopefully end of the year. Uh, tell us what you want to do. Well, the nice thing about it is he did a third thing, which is to call me. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, you know, he listens to the show. He knew right off the bat that this is not right. So he called me. And yes, of course, it's not right. Well, forget about not right. It's just not legal. Let's start with the idea that the temporary layoff, our regular listeners should know this, and a company doesn't have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. They do not. If they put you on a temporary layoff, you can choose to consider that as a termination, as a constructive dismissal, and then they have to pay you severance. It's your decision. Now, to the extent that you're owed severance, for this guy, after 23 years, he actually was owed about 18 months, 18 to 20 months of severance, not eight weeks. Wow. So this company uh, really, really, really did something wrong here. Imagine the difference between 18 months and two, uh, literally nine times. So in that situation, uh, he's owed much severance and he's not interested to stay off work till the end of the year. Who would? And of course, I also told him that if you accept this layoff and wait at home till the end of the year, guess what? You can have that happen to you again. Maybe you go back to work in January and then in May, they can put you on another layoff, and then you won't be able to do anything about it because you let them do it the first time. So he's owed a lot of severance, 18 months, uh, and no, he doesn't have to accept this layoff. Reminders there, very important. Temporary layoffs, as I said, it's not something your employer can do. You can treat that as a termination. Whether they want to put you on a layoff for a month or six, can't do it. Uh, second thing, of course, with respect to those severance packages, it's actually not that strange for me to see severance packages that are that bad, two yeah. months instead of 18. So chances are yours is bad as well. If you're looking at one, call me if you're staring at that piece of paper, and I'll tell you what you're owed. And as Lior mentioned off the uh, the top there, to, to, to reach him outside this uh, this half hour of radio each and every uh, night, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. You also have free and anonymous access to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website was constructed just to uh, keep you busy and learn a lot about your employment law rights and uh, you know get rid of some of the myths and misconceptions about what we talk about here every night, uh, every night on air. Okay, weird things you need to know about termination and severance. Let's start to get into this before we take our first break. Uh, yeah, long list of factors that can impact how much severance you are owed. And again, that website's always good, Pocket Employment Lawyer. But there's so much 
people don't know, we try to clear up here, Leo, you know, if, if you're left go without cause, the employer can change its mind and say it was for cause. What, do you, what does that mean? So most terminations, you know, if you're let go because of restructuring, cost cutting, because the company is going in a different direction, that's what we call termination without cause. Company can do that, but they have to pay you severance. The second type, of course, is a termination for cause. That means you've been let go because of something awful that you did. But what a company sometimes can do is to let you go without cause and then change its mind to say that, no, no, really it was for cause. They can do that in a situation where they find out after they let you go that you did something very bad while you were still working there. So I'll give you an example. Let's say the company lets you go for restructuring. Not your fault. They love you, but there's just a restructuring, so they let you go. Uh, they let you go. The next day, they go and, and look through the computer, and they realize that you were stealing clients from them, let's say, mm-hmm. while you were working. Well, now they can say, now that we found out that while you were working for us, uh, you were doing something that bad, we're going to change our mind and say it's for cause. So that can happen. We call this after-acquired cause. Wow. But in many cases, a company may try to do that as leverage to try to avoid paying severance. So, oh, wait, you say that you're owed severance? Well, now we're going to change our mind and say it's for cause. That they cannot do. There has to be a legitimate reason. They have to find out that you're doing something terrible before. So if the company's trying to avoid paying you severance and that's why they're changing the story, not legal, can't do that. But otherwise, yeah, that could happen in some situations. Just getting warmed up. So much more to go. We'll take that uh, that one break. We're pumped and ready to continue with more of the Employment Law Show coming right up. Hang on. It sure is, and we are uh, right back at it here. Lior Samfiru is doing all the heavy lifting as he does on uh, Wednesday evenings. Get back to uh, you know the weird things you need to know about termination and severance. Want to get to Alan? No, Alan, thanks so much for hanging by for uh, for a moment. How are you? Hi guys, I appreciate you answering my call. Um, my question, my question is in regard to severance. If you've been on long duration disability and you're still employed with the company, let's say you go back and they offer you a package because things have changed or what have you. Do your durate, your years while you're on disability count into your severance or service years, or can they say, no, 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 you know, you were on disability, you, you've only been with the company five years, not eight or whatever? Great question. Excellent question, and the answer is very simple, and the answer is yes, it absolutely counts, 100%. You could have worked for a year and then been off for five years, well, guess what? Now you're a six-year employee for the purpose of calculating your severance. So the time that you spent on disability counts towards it. Now, I want you to also consider something else. If you're going back to work and the company just says, you know, we're letting you go, that could be illegal potentially because the company has to make all efforts to bring you back. Even if you've been off for a while, they have to try, they have to look hard, Uh, If your old job doesn't exist, they have to try to find something else that's similar. And only if they've done all that and they've tried and they've looked and there's really nothing, only then can they let you go with your full severance. And the years will count. Also, best advice is whatever you're offered, if in fact you go back to work and you're offered severance, before you sign anything, give me a call. Thank you very much, guys. Great answer. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate it, pal. We're going to uh, give you that number again, as we always like to uh, do so. We can carry it forward, one 821 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca. And again, that website, guys, anytime you want to use it. It was put together by Lior several years ago. It's handy. includes the severance calculator called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But here and now, 416 870 
6400. Kristen, how are you? You are up next. I'm um, good, thank you. Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I'll try to articulate this as best I can. Uh, the sure. company I work for shifted their fiscal year uh, by four months. So our fiscal year originally was May 1st to April 31st. And so our vacation time would be accrued during that time for the next fiscal year. And then they shifted their uh, fiscal year date to January 1st. And what they've done now is they've told us that from January 1st to May of this year, we have not earned vacation. That's going to be put towards 2024's vacation. So basically by them doing that, it's costing me two weeks vacation this summer. And they're saying it's because I haven't earned it yet, but I haven't. No. Yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, so, what we call the the vacation accrual year is not the same. It doesn't need to be the same as the fiscal year. So just because they changed the the fiscal year, which they can do, that's not a problem. That does yeah. not allow them to change the vacation, so that also now we're retroactively they're telling you didn't accrue that vacation. No, that's not legal. Uh, so so that's the easy answer. The easy answer is it's not legal. The more interesting answer is okay. What do you do about it? Right. So. There's a couple of things. I mean, obviously, the easiest, best thing would be to to try to talk some sense into them. But if that doesn't work, there's really only two options. You either have me send them a letter and I set them straight, or you go to the Ministry of Labor, and and the Ministry of Labor is going to set them straight. But uh, that's the only thing. So when you go to the Ministry of Labor, is there somebody there that has any interest in taking your case and actually sending them a letter? Well, the ministry, so it's a bit different at the Ministry of Labor. The way it works at the Ministry of Labor, you actually have to file a complaint against them. Right. And the Ministry of Labor is going to appoint someone that's going to contact them. And right. uh, if if they don't change their mind, then the Ministry of Labor will actually issue an order for them to, to calculate your vacation properly. Okay. So that's kind of, in a way, that's actually more adversarial if you know what i mean yeah and no, getting a letter from yeah. me it's just just hey i understand you're doing this here's why that's not legal uh it, it's kind of easier to do it that way but you you do have the option yeah. to go to the ministry of labor and file a complaint there or or maybe honestly another idea is if there's an hr person see if you can encourage that hr person to call the ministry of labor the ministry of labor has a 1-800 number yeah uh and and have them ask the person there hey are we doing this legally They'll right. be told that they're not, and hopefully that's enough. But you actually have to convince them to make that phone call. Well, yeah, and here's the problem. I've had multiple conversations with HR. I spoke to the finance uh, leader of finance, and I actually said to them, I don't think this is legal. I don't think you can do this. This is a material change that affects me in an adverse way. And all the other employees, and all the other sure. employees have no idea what to do about it. And the the uh, head of finance said to me, oh, no, no, we did it the legal way. We made sure we're within the law. And I don't know if that's true or not. But And well, then the HR... you know that it's not, right? You know that it's not. It, just, it, has that, it doesn't have that feel that it's right. It feels wrong, you know? Yeah, and, no, uh, I, I agree. The, again, I can help you, or the Ministry of Labor can help you, or maybe you can just have them see if they'll make a phone call. Uh, yeah. But beyond that, you know, those are those are the options here. So what what are the, what's the process for uh, getting you involved with it? What do I need to do at this point? You got to uh, give us a call at the office, and we'll yeah. schedule a, a proper consultation. And we'll go with that. We'll go from there. So John here okay. will give you the number, and yeah, that's that's the way to get started. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm glad I called because I've been listening to your show for a couple of weeks now, thinking about this, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just give, give them a call. 
So that's yeah, yeah that's what we always tell you to do, it. Kristen. Yeah, you bet, yeah. pal. Here's uh, here's that number. I'll give it out a few okay. times during yeah. the show, of course. But one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again. One eight five five eight two one. 5,900. And Leor, that's what we tell people to call. I mean, get off the sidelines, grab a phone. It was just that simple three minutes. A guy, you know, Kristen's got an answer and he was scratching his head for the last couple of weeks. Not, not sure what to do. Right. Exactly. It can be confusing when it comes to, uh, your workplace rights and, you know, employers, even well-intentioned employers right. get things wrong all the time, every day. So you can't take anyone's word for it. You have to be proactive. Ask the right question of the right people to understand your rights. And man, a good place to start is this show right here. We are talking about uh, you know weird things you need to know about termination and severance. And uh, listen up if you're an employer, especially. And you know employers that are concerned, employers now that are concerned about the high cost of severance have very simple ways to reduce liability. Because I know sometimes Lior expanding on this, they, they phone up full of uh, you know a bit of anger. Goes, what are you guys telling people out there? It's not fair, but there is a flip side to that, isn't there? Yeah. So so employers, you know. By the way, you know, bit of a, a side note, but I, I sometimes get angry emails. I do. Uh, sometimes angry voicemails from employers saying, "Oh, you're, you're you're telling people that employers are so bad, and and you know you you're telling people all these things about how to take advantage of their employers." I'm like, "Well, let's take a deep breath here because I am not telling anyone to do anything. I am telling you what the law is. I don't make up the law." If the law was employers can do whatever they want, I'd be coming on the radio and saying, hey, employers can do whatever they want because that's the law, right? Well, if I'm telling you what certain things are, it's because that's what the law is. So to get upset at me because I'm telling people what the law is, is kind of really silly. But that's a side a sidetrack. To, to the point here on severance, yes, there are some employers that uh, feel that they have to pay too much severance, maybe. So there is a way to deal with that, and that is to have an employment agreement that limits severance. And so if you don't have an an employment agreement that limits severance or you haven't done a good job drafting that employment agreement, you really can't complain, right, that you're paying too much severance. So an employer can limit severance if they choose through an employment agreement. Uh, It it can end up being a fraction, a tiny fraction of what someone is owed. It could be the difference between paying two months and paying 24 months. But you have to have a properly drafted employment agreement that is signed usually before the employee starts working. Uh, and you can't just print something off Google. It needs to be drafted properly because our courts have, are very, very picky about that. If you're going to try to limit severance, th- that agreement has to say certain things in a certain sequence. And if it doesn't do that, it's not going to properly limit severance. So those are the options for employers. On the flip side of that, employees be very weary of course of what you sign you have to understand what you could be giving up if you limit your future severance but certainly employers are able with an employment agreement to try and limit severance something else you need to know if you work overtime the overtime hours count when calculating that severance that's that there's a long list of those but overtime for sure right yeah and and overtime is one that comes up often you know if if, because some people make a fair good amount over the year let's say with overtime that they work, and and it becomes a part of their compensation. So if you usually work, uh, you know, a few hours of overtime a week, and that adds up over a year. So let's say your your salary is fifty thousand dollars, but with overtime it ends up being sixty thousand dollars. Well, that extra ten thousand has to form part of your severance package as well. So if you're owed twelve months severance or thirteen or seventeen, whatever it is, that it has to account for the overtime that you would have expected to work. 
Now, we have no idea what you would have worked for sure if you'd continued working, which is why we would look at an average. So if on average a month you earn, I don't know, $1,500 in, in overtime, well then that has to be included as part of your severance package. So overtime is there, and as John alluded to, it's not just overtime. It's all components of your compensation. So uh, benefits, bonuses, commissions, car allowance, uh, everything that you would have expected to earn if you had continued working has to be included as part of your severance package. It's not just your salary. And this next one's kind of one that throws people for a loop when, when we talk about it, and that is the length of severance, okay? The length of severance can be greater than the length of employment. Yeah. So what do you mean? Uh, are you telling me that I could get more severance or severance for a longer period of time than the length of my employment? Absolutely. And, and that happens with short service employees. If employees that have worked for a few, excuse me, for a few months can be owed a few months severance. So there's been plenty of cases with, I don't know, let's say a four month employee, someone's worked for four months, five months, whatever it is, and their severance is six, seven, eight months, even more. Happens all the time. If you're in a senior position, especially, or a bit older, or maybe your job is a bit more of a unique job, then that severance can absolutely exceed the length of employment. For many employees, just because you work for a short period of time doesn't mean you don't get a lot of severance. Even for a short service employee, that severance is going to be measured in months. So don't assume just because you work for you know a few months, oh, I don't get anything or I get a week's pay. You could be owed several months' pay, and that length of severance could be greater than the length of employment. Another one that uh, we always talk about, Lior, and it kind of throws people for loop, is the government cannot help you get what you're owed if you lost your job. In fact, we'll take it one step further. If you're looking at severance and figuring that out, do not go to the government. Do not. And, and the reason why that throws people for a loop is because logically, you would think that the government can and should be able to to provide you at least some advice on this issue. And the government has a 1-800 number, I was telling the earlier caller. There's a 1-800 number, they're saying, please call us with your your questions, your issues, your problems. And if you ask them about severance, they'll, they'll answer your question. Unfortunately, when it comes to severance, government not only cannot help you to get your full severance, they're actually providing incorrect or incomplete advice. And this is not nothing to do with this government. It's been like that with all governments. Yeah. So if you were to call your uh, Ministry of Labor and say, I've been working for three years, I was just let go, what am I owed? They will tell you three weeks pay. Full stop, hang up the phone, goodbye. Except that's wrong. You could easily be owed six months pay or nine months pay based on your age and the type of job that you had. Government can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. And by asking the government to intervene and help you get those minimum entitlements, you actually give up on your full entitlements. So you stay far, far away from the government when it comes to your severance. I think we got time to get to Joel's call in here. Thanks for taking the time, Joel. How are you? I'm good. And you? Love to hear it. We're good, man. What's uh, what's your question? So my question is, I don't, do you know my situation or no? Do I have to tell no. you? No. I no, give it to us okay. quick. Okay. So uh, about a year ago or two, um, a job came up in our company, but at a different location, and I applied for it. Uh, the end of the end of that result was they gave it to somebody else. Now that person left, and I applied for this job again, and now I think they want to give it to me. But then I found out through the pikes that this person that they paid got more than me. They paid him more than me, and now I want more money for that uh, because I trained them. 
Um, because of that, is there any way that maybe I can say, you know, you didn't give it to me the first time, now the second time's come around, can I consider that like a severance, um, a layoff or something? Does that have any leverage with me or not? No, because at the end of the day, they're not required to, to, there's no law that says they have to pay a certain amount for a certain job. They can decide what to pay. And so from a legal standpoint, they haven't done anything wrong. I agree with you completely that from a fairness standpoint, it's a pretty crappy way to do things. Uh, but, but from a strictly legal standpoint, that's nothing wrong here, unless, of course, I'm going to be purely hypothetical. They're, they're saying we're, we're going to pay this person less because of their age, let's say, or, or you know, because of their ethnicity. Well, no, no, that, that would be illegal. But if it's just them being cheap, for example, that that's not nice, that's not right, but it's not illegal. Legal. Okay, so if I, take, if I don't take the job, then I'm out. Well, if you don't take the job, then you don't take the job. Uh, but uh, the, the pay is up to the company to decide, and it's up to you to accept. You don't have to accept it, but there's no way to force them to pay you a, a different amount. Okay, so maybe that's, that would be my only option, that is to force them to give me what I want, and if not, they have to keep me at the other place. Exactly, yes. And, and, and if they let you go from the other job, then they have to pay you severance. Exactly. Okay, I'll play hardball with them then. See you go for it. Yep. Thanks, Joel. Appreciate that call and appreciate all of your calls. As a matter of fact, that has uh, done it for another evening. Thank you so much for joining the show. And always continue to write in your emails, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always contact Lior as well and the crew. Always ready for that chat to clear things up for you and help you beyond this half hour. one 821 5900 and that website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Back here tomorrow, 6.30 once again on the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your evening. <laughs>